Welcome back to Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome your past, create unstoppable motivation, confidence, and clarity so you can become the best version of yourself in your business, relationship, and life. Now here's your host, life coach, entrepreneur, and international best-selling author, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the family. I love you and I appreciate you. And because of that, I'm going to bring you nothing but great content every single show. And that's exactly what you're going to get here today. Have you ever asked yourself or wondered, man, can I make six figures not working for somebody else if I just work for myself, but I'm just not good at sales? I don't want to sell anything. Well, you're in for a great show today because our guest today does just that. He's been, a, he's been on before, and when he got on just a couple years ago, he just started out in this field. And I want to find out today, and I want you guys to find out what he got into, how it's going for him, what he learned, and can you do it too. So this guy here is one of the best show guys ever, one of my best friends. So Roger Ayers, welcome to the show. What's up, Stronger Nation? Glad to be back. It's been a couple of years, I think, actually. It's been about Glad two years be now, man. So if you're going to make right. some mistakes... And you got to be stronger than failure. you got to just keep going and figure it out and go, do it, do it. That's it. Now, tell everybody, man, come kind of, for our listeners who don't know the story, tell them how you, like, what made you change everything and get into working for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and let's kind of start from there. Uh, so it all started off really circumstantial. So I, me and Danny were working. Well, I think Danny had quit at that point uh, and went to a different doing car sales. We were working at a store together called Games and Things. We were selling pool tables. I managed the Norcross store. He was at the Kennesaw store. And um, I was working out like crazy. I had this really bad ex-girlfriend that, you know, she said things like, I'm used to dating guys that are in better shape than you. So I started learning about diet, working out like crazy. And I got back into modeling. And, and Danny knows a long dream of mine as well was pursuing acting. So uh, I quit working at Games and Things full time and went over to the dump because it was only open on the weekends and left me four days a week to go out for auditions and, and reads and things of, like, of that nature to try to pursue that dream. And while I was at the dump, I met uh, uh, Nelson Nebule, a Nigerian guy, came in as a customer. And uh, Dante Lane, Dale Lane, uh, Ladea Lane, um, was a guy that worked there as well, and he drove for Uber. So, you know, I, I had a not even a year old Hyundai Genesis that I bought, drove it off the lot with 36 miles on it, and I traded that in for a super sexy Toyota Prius. Man, go out that and do pulls the, Uber. the I mean, pull up to red lights and get honked at, girls winking at me, it's crazy, man. But uh, yeah, I started going into Uber, and just when I was doing Uber, I just, I'd bump into people, and they'd tell me about different things and different opportunities, and I started realizing, like, you know, you can make decent money doing Uber only 40 hours a week, but the one thing with Uber and Lyft is you can work as much as you pretty much want to. I would not recommend like anybody, you know, working 30 hours straight, but you know, there was a period where I was working 15 hours a day and, and just using the capital. So I was doing Uber to give y'all more of the backstory. Uh, somebody told me about Turo, which is uh base the, this, the easiest way to describe this is it's Airbnb for cars. So, uh, Having traded in my Honda Genesis, my, my ego said, you know, this is your opportunity to get a sports car and again and not pay for it. So I went out and bought a 2010 Corvette Grand Sport convertible, put it up on the app, and it did so well. I went out and bought a Cadillac, put that up on the app, and uh, just started rolling from there and building my fleet. I got uh, a 2014 
BMW 328i Prius up there, no white Prius up on it, and a Cadillac XTS as well. And it, you know, I guess this is the uh, the learning part, you know, of the story is. I was doing Uber and uh, just had a bad breakup with an ex-girlfriend a couple months prior, and the customer started yelling at me over eating croutons, and I pulled him out the car, and uh, he called the police. And he jumped in front of my car when I was backing out of the way, and he called the police and told him that I grabbed him, threw him out the car on the ground, and tried to back up over him, broke his cell phone, charged me with two felonies and the misdemeanor. And uh, the judge, the, the DA, indicted my case despite the fact that he had no evidence and I had no priors. So they, they left me on a rice street for 11 days, missed several rentals. But the uh, judge, between my bond hearing and my court date, said I couldn't work. I lost three cars to repossession. But in those 11 days in jail, I started thinking about what am I doing? I am, you know, what, last time I was on this show, y'all probably heard me talking about cars and Dr. Blake was on it. So if y'all follow the show, Dr. Blake, one of the things he said to me was return on investment. And so I had all these cars and they were, you know, I was probably making about $500 a month in profit on five cars. I, was, I had cool cars to drive though. I mean, you know, it was nice, you know, good, good stuff. So while I was sitting in jail, I, it was a real ego check. So I'm sitting in jail and I'm, um, there's a, a Facebook Turo group and I followed this guy named Ryan LeBady out of Phoenix. Um, a gentleman out of uh, Detroit, Sean Parks told me about the group, got me into it. And I started following him and, and Ryan. Ryan started off with two Jettas in Phoenix and he st- two $4,000 Jettas in Phoenix, paid those off, got two more, paid those off. And his goal in getting in when he first got into it was simply to buy his dream car, a Dodge Viper. Blue 91 Dodge Viper with two stripes over the top. You know, the thing you used to see in the posters, beautiful mm-hmm. car. So he gets these four cars paid off. They're bringing in income. He goes out and buys this Viper. And the car, he sold the Viper since the car with what he paid for it, all the insurance, all the repairs, everything brought him in $25,000 of profit. So he had his dream car for about four years, made 25,000 off of it. And it also catapulted his business forward. Ryan now owns 94 cars in the Arizona area. He owns six rental properties. He's doing fix and flips. So that's where I'm trying to head to. So I was sitting in jail. I'm like thinking about it. Now, real quick, hold that thought, man. Now, he's got 96 cars. What is that producing per month? What do you think? What, well, I can't tell you per month, but I can or, tell you that over the course of a year, his, his Turo income alone is about $600,000. Wow. Bro, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's amazing. Before, you know, all the stuff he has to spend, but... He goes out. He doesn't finance cars half the time anymore. He just goes out and buys cars. Oh yeah! If you're making six hundred grand a year, you can afford to go pay cash every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> it, it, so beautiful, you know, entrepreneurship too, right? So he's now he's got a setup where his team runs the runs the cars, the handles the cars all together. He'll deliver cars to the airport. He'll deliver them not only to the Phoenix airport, but I think Tucson as well. You know, they charge extra for it, of course, but he he does that. So while they're doing that, he buys houses straight up in cash, and then it takes him about six weeks to flip a house and send it, sell it for a hundred grand in profit, out there in the Phoenix area. So he's he's really got his system down. He's moved into other stuff. Uh, so seeing his model, I was sitting in jail, and I'm like, dude, I got all these cars, but I'm not making any money, dude. Like, ah. so I when I got out of jail, I sold my Corvette. Um, and uh well i guess once it got repossessed at some point i tried to i sold the corvette and what i did was i moved into corollas sonics a jetta affordable cars the other thing with affordable cars on a car rental app such as this is corvettes are going to be driven a certain way it's a little bit harder to drive a toyota corolla that way so i have less instances where people 
just do crazy stuff, bring it back with the harmonic balance or warped and stuff like that. Cause you're not, you're not driving it like that. So it's been much better. It's now I'm making that same profit, probably $500 a month on each car as opposed to overall. Yeah. $500 for five cars. So a hundred dollars a car. Yes, yeah. Now, so the biggest thing there was choosing the wrong car, choosing one that's more expensive. Is that yes. the reason why he was making less money? A, a lot of it is. Uh, the, And there's certain markets where you can do that because obviously Ryan did well out in Phoenix. The problem mm. with Atlanta is there's such a side hustle market. Mm. So if you're going to have Corvettes in Atlanta, the problem is you can't charge 250 a day. You're going to probably get 150 160 a day or the car's not going to rent out much. Um, it's just so many people in Atlanta that know about these things and that go into it and they don't. You know, a lot of people, when they first get in this business, they don't think about, all right, I got to do maintenance on the car. I got depreciation on the car. It, you know, they're looking at it straight as, like, if if the, my payment is 500 a month and I'm bringing in 750 I'm making 250 a month. No, you're not because you're putting so many miles in the car, you got to pay for the maintenance. Plus, the maintenance on nicer cars is more expensive mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, man, it's it's, you know, it's been so much better going to the other cars. I mean... Oil change on a vet, you know, hundred bucks. Oil change on a Corolla, fifty with full synthetic at the dealership. So, you know, big difference. Tires, big difference. yeah. Start saving you a lot of money that way, especially in the long run. Dude, tires. The the back tires on the Corvette. Each tire, because they're so wide, is about seven hundred dollars. A full set of tires on a Corolla, about four hundred. <laughs> hey, you got to pay to play, baby. <laughs> Like you said, the ego goes out there and says, hey, let's just bite off a little bit more than we can chew. It'll be okay. <laughs> yes. But they are nice. But, yeah, the thing is, you got to come into it, like you just said, come into it knowing, all right, what is my end game? What am I wanting to do? How much income am I wanting to make per month? And then what cars are going to get me there with less overall maintenance, right? Exactly. And, and to that point, you know, when I went into it, like I said earlier, the thing for me was, I'm driving a Prius. I gave up my Honda Genesis for this Prius, man. I, hold on. I got a chance to go buy a Corvette. Yeah. Let yeah, me go get this Corvette. But now it's like, okay. And when I t- t- talked earlier about making mistakes, so what I've learned now too as well is, you know, you got to put, the, if you want to build a business, one of the most important things I can tell you about buying a business is you got to do the work first. You got to go out and make the money. You got to, you know, do the hours. You got to, you can still build it up the other way. But you'll build it up a lot slower. If you're willing to go out and do the work and not reward yourself initially and let it roll and let it snowball, you know, you can get to a place where you can do whatever you want to where Ryan is in his life a lot faster. So if you sacrifice a little short-term, that long-term game is really there. And like I say, you're going to learn things along the way. Because like I say, when I went into it, it was just to get that cool car. And now I see it as a way to – you know, me and Danny, I don't know what you've discussed on the show, but, you know, we've talked plenty about doing rental properties. So now mm-hmm. I can use this capital from the rental cars to buy a rental cabin, a beach condominium, different things like that. And what y'all can't see, my son is in studio with me today. And, you know, I think I said it on the last show I was on. One of my big points in life is to create a legacy. So, right. you know, not only him, but also his children. And, not, and it's not just about them having the money. It's about them having the understanding of how to build the business for themselves. Uh, for y'all that don't know my background, I grew up in East Point. We, uh, I'm the second oldest of five kids. My dad, the most money he ever made per hour was $7 an hour at a job. Uh, he is disabled an American veteran, mentally ill. He gets the money from DAV. And if not for that money and WIC and some other help with stuff at the school, we would have had nothing. But 
dad never understood money. Dad is, me and Danny have talked plenty about it, and it's a book I'd recommend to everybody to read is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. The old way of money doesn't work. You know, the, the schools are antiquated. They're set up for education systems for factory workers. you got to figure out how to make money yourself in today's economy and roll with that. But, you know, you, your parents probably were taught to go get a job, get an education, get a job, get a house, pay it off, retire. Yes. And that's it. That and was the American dream. That was the American dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's changed. It's evolved so much. So now it's, you know, this new way to do it. And who knows when the schools are going to get a, get ahead of it. Like one of They're the things not. I've said so many times with schools is I, I, Florida, I heard just did this, a class where you understand what is on your credit report, which Danny's I'm sure talked about plenty of times, right. your, your credit report, how to build your, how to balance a checkbook. There should be a class that every kid has to take before they're 16 or 15. When they can get their first job, it should be a freshman class, teach them about it and teach them how to roll with that. But you know, that's just a starting point. Then you got to figure out, like I say, how to build a business and you know, one of the main points on Danny's show, stronger than failure, you're going to make mistakes. Don't look at them as failures. They're they're teaching lessons. They're only failures if you quit or if you don't learn from them. So persistence, keep doing it. Yeah, and kind of to piggyback off of that, me and Caleb, your son, we were driving up here and we're talking about it in the car. I was like, look, man, in life, you know, you're going to go through challenges, going to be things that we go through. But don't look at, like so many people do, don't look at life as a pass or fail. Like it's either you did right or you did not, right? It's it's not a pass or fail. It, it What it is, is it's an experiment. What can you learn from that? Yeah. If you can learn from it, grow mm-hmm. from it, then you're going to be better. You did not fail at anything if you gave it your all or you learned from it, period. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you totally. And you know, the other thing with that too, I, going back to the parents thing, you know, you know, maybe things were more black and white. I guess you know, you it was a pass or a fail, but you know, sometimes a failure just means you, you, we were in sales together. Mm-hmm. What next? What yeah. next? What? How do I get around this, or do I need to stop this and, and go around the other way? But the what is really important too, and this is almost contradictory, is you got to have a goal. If if you know where you're trying to get to. You can figure out how to get there. If you have no idea, it's a, it's a whole nother ball game. Maybe you get lucky. Yeah. Maybe, but you know, a goal is your nine pretty times much out of ten, you're not, dude. If you don't have a goal, if you don't like, if you're like, okay, I'm gonna go on vacation. Where are you gonna go? I don't know. More like you're gonna sit at home. You're gonna have a staycation. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. If you don't know where you're going, then how can you get there? And how will you know that you've got there if you don't know where you're going? Yeah, right. You've got to have a goal, and then all you do is reverse engineer it. Okay, this is my goal. Let's let's say it's a hundred grand that you want to make per year, or X amount of cars on the platform. All right, this is the ultimate goal. So reverse engineer it. How much money do I gotta make? For the first car. Mm-hmm. And then how much will that generate and how much would I have to put with it to go to the next vehicle? You reverse engineer it and keep pushing forward and you can calculate the time frame. Once you know the income that's coming in, you can achieve that goal a lot quicker pace. And something that I was talking on the phone with a guy yesterday, I was like, you know, he's the guy was 24 years old. He's wanting to have X amount of investment properties because his grandfather passed and he left a lot of the family a lot of money. He said, that's what he wants for his family, the next generation down. And so him and I talked about it. I said, look, man, there's a couple things you need to do, right? So I'm going to give you three powerful things that you need to implement right now to achieve those goals quickly, easily, and with less resistance, right? One, he said he's got a little card on his desk that says his why, what his motivation is. I said, perfect. That's that's great, but that's only one aspect of that. On the back side of that card, because we're motivated motivated by pleasure and pain, right? The pleasure being the why, why we're doing it for the good, but also 
what's the negative, right? Because we are more motivated to stay away from pain than we are to go towards pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I told him, said, look, dude, you it's need to write on the back of it. All right, if I don't achieve this goal, then I can't provide for my family. I can't retire early. You know, whatever's going to be, write down several things of what the pain's going to be if you do not achieve this goal. And look at both of those sides every single day, and it will push you closer. It, uh, yeah, I was going to say there's yeah, one more that I was saying, what we talked about, and it was on the video I did today, was, you know, make decisions based upon the person that you want to be, want not to be, who yes. you are. If you want to get better at anything in life, becoming your best version of yourself, Make decisions based upon who you want to be. What would they do in this situation? Not where you're at right now because no one's perfect. We're going to make bad decisions, but make them. Try to make them on who you want to be. Yes. Yes. And, and to that point, dude, one of the one of the big things, right, is, is I, I forget where I read this. Most kids are not likely to exceed more than 25% of what their parents do. So, you know, what background you come from is important. So that's kind of why Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge because you, you know certain things you know, but everybody can know it. So what can you create that's new or what can you, can you conceive that maybe you've never known or your family's never known before as well? Um, with that said, I'm going to throw this little tidbit in too. Uh, about 10 years ago, 2010, I read a thing that if the average person – that the person today read the front section of the Wall Street Journal, no, no, sorry, the New York Times, they would be more educated than the average person in 1910. So to to exceed past your parents, you should never take that as a slight towards your parents. You know, Caleb's going to do better than me. You know, just, we didn't have the information, we didn't have the resources that's available, the knowledge that is available today at your fingertips. You know, cell phones aren't, a lot of people want to post them as bad on computer and the internet. It's how you use it. It's a tool. You know, you can use a hammer to drive a nail or you can go to jail with it. <laughs> or you can use it as a paperweight <laughs> sitting on the desk and not yeah, do anything. Paperweight, yeah. It's and, you know, useless. And real quick, no, like you said, knowledge is there. It's at our fingertips. It's everywhere. But knowledge isn't power. Applied, Applied knowledge, knowledge is power. Applied is power. Uh, so with that said, too, like I was saying about some of the pitfalls, well, one of the things you were saying earlier, dopamine. So one of the things I, I read recently was uh, it was talking about short-term Dopamine, like a lot of people are, are programmed to, I don't feel good right now, so let me go. And this is something I'm struggling with right now that I need to get out of the way to grow my business to get where I want. So I can do this whenever I want to. You know, me and Caleb, you, you guys probably see my posts, you know, I eat out all the time, you know, <laughs> although we're a little alley steakhouse, we're at Hal's, you know, you we're good. Atlanta <laughs> Fish Market, you know, those, those meals are between me and Caleb, and I don't drink, you know, $200 plus each time we go out. I'm like, you know, dude, just when I get there, it'll be fine, but Part of the reason to do it, you know, is is the dopamine that makes you feel good in that moment. So you got to be disciplined to say, look, I'm not going for the short term dopamine because that's what probably 90 percent of the population is doing. And, you know, you, you go out and you you buy that, you know, you got a job making 25 an hour and you go out and you buy that super sport Camaro and you can't get out of the you can't save up money for a down payment for a home. And it's got prices skyrocketing. You know, if you could have bought that house so many years ago, the house is going to build value. It's going to grow equity. It's going to, not to mention, one of the things big time in legacy is real estate can be passed down. And that creates a legacy of generational wealth, especially depending on what you're doing. But that dopamine is so important. You can use, dopamine is, you know, you can use it for that, getting those likes on Instagram, you know, whatever you're doing. Or... You can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to work at this until I achieve that goal. My goal is to be able to run 
three miles straight so my health will be in better shape and then I'll have more energy so I have more energy so I can go work more or I can do whatever but you know save that money to, you know and and one of the biggest things I would include courage everybody out there to do is just start following some of these people you know if you're on Instagram or on Facebook follow Danny follow you know his life coach things uh, follow Zach Dixon some of these guys and you know they're they might not give you the full pie but they're going to give you a piece of it and it's while you're on social media you're not just liking the cute chick in the bikinis pics you know you're you're getting something out of it and all these little pieces you may find some way of investing money that's one of the you can have all the money in the world but if you're just putting it in a bank account you're not doing the right thing with it plain and simple period if if inflation is at 10 percent and your bank account's paying you a half a percent in interest in it you're losing nine and a half percent interest or maybe more because you could be using it towards commercial real estate there you don't even need a lot of money there's things out there where you could just buy into little pieces of commercial reits yeah yes yep you know just different things you can do with it that's and then that long-term dopamine it's a whole lot better it doesn't go away as fast it's like you know i'm walking around with my head up all the time mm-hmm. you know not the thing just, is dude with all the the information that's out there at your finger you know on your phone you're on the laptop at the house there's so much information out there there is no reason why someone cannot have a side hustle right yes there's so many opportunities where you're selling you know on Amazon, whether you're, you know you ride two or three hours doing Uber, you're doing shipped, you're doing there's some things that you can do always. You can you can make an extra two, three, four, five hundred dollars a week or a month if you don't need that much. But there's always something you can do to create more income. Put that to the side, let that accumulate, put it into an investment, put it into like you said, REIT, a, a different investment property, or start your own business doing something. Like there is no reason why anyone should be broke nowadays. There's none. Exactly. And to some of the things you just said too. So we talked about doing Uber, and I, you know, I told you about my incident. So I've also started doing more shipped and Instacart things that get me away from people. Don't put me in isolated. So real quick, Charlie, because some people don't know what shipped is. Let, let our listeners know what that is. Uh, shipped is so Instacart is owned by Publix. Shipped is Target's version of in, of Instacart. Basically, it's grocery shopping, different things, different going into stores some of it's delivery only from like party city different things like that but uh i also liked it because you know one of the other things was i was putting out a little bit more weight just sitting in the car all the time <laughs> doing uber so you know i get to jump out the car carry some groceries you know sometimes I'm doing shoulder shrugs with it you know just get a little exercise in yeah. while i'm making money too and going into stores too you just see different sales and different things you know it's, it's a different thing to do and another thing i would encourage people to do as well is you know even if you're not doing it actively throw it in there get go apply for uber go apply for ship you know if you even if you got a great job now and you only maybe you're only interested in doing it make one or two hours a week now just to get out the house you never know if something happens you've got a backup plan that you can fall in the beauty of it is you don't put in a two weeks notice you just keep your papers active. If you want to do it, you can do it anytime you want to. But if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it either. And like, so. here's a little side note. Like, guys, as far as like marketing and advertising, let's say you're in sales, you sell insurance, you sell homes, you sell whatever it is or services, you're a coach, right? If you go out and you're doing Uber or something like that right there, put like one of the little things on the back of your seat. Hey, if you're looking for insurance, text XYZ, your driver does this, or you're looking for life coaching, your driver does XYZ, you can put stuff out there. So everybody that gets in your car is seeing. So that's free advertising. Contacts. Contacts, yes. Contacts. advertising. Yeah. Who do you know? Send them my way. Free advertising to make you extra money. Yeah, and it's advertising. It's not solicitation. You just put it up there. And if somebody's interested, they're going to say, hey, hey, buddy, what's this sign here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and to that point, one of the uh, when I got into student films, I, so I, 
to back up, you heard me say when I quit my job at games and things, it was to pursue acting. So one of the ways I learned about how to, if you're getting into acting, which I'm assuming if you're in the Atlanta market and listening to this, you know, George is the number one state in TV and film development for the last five years now. So if you're into acting and you maybe don't have the experience, a great way to put a reel together, I'm sure you're taking classes, you want to get a reel together, go to an Art Institute of Atlanta, find out when the students are creating their student film projects, and you won't get paid for it, but it'll be great experience. It not only gets you a chance to get in front of the camera and get high quality video and audio of yourself, it also gets you a chance to see the guys behind the scenes, like Derwin. You know, the radio show doesn't happen without Derwin. We can sit here and talk all day, but nobody's going to hear us except for each other without Derwin. So. This man is the best sound engineer that's out there. One of the, like the best guys that you can ever talk to, dude. I love talking to you. I brag on you to Sola all the time, like how great you are. Oh, wow. And I've been trying to keep that a secret, Danny. Told <laughs> <laughs> the world. Goes out, the world. I'm trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> but but the way I found out about the Art Institute was you know talking to customers doing Uber ride, and the way I found out about Turo is you know talking to people and I, I, I listening in on some things too. You know just where I'm not even talking. I had a this lady. Her best friend was Steve Madden's wife. She was from New York, and uh, I picked her and uh, her Steve two, Madden shoes. Or Steve Madden did play about. Um, Steve Madden shoes, clothes, everything. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That, that Steve Madden. So she owns a few salons in New York. So she has this guy she was tutoring, and I'm taking them to the airport, and I'm listening to them. She's like, I only made 600000 last year. I'm looking to step it up this year. And she's telling him all this stuff, and I feel like I'm listening to – gold coming out of her mouth like ching 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 right ching. <laughs> that's awesome dude. And it's some of the crazy things too you know like uh i the lawyer that sold uh, lion's gate to stars for four billion he's in the back on the phone i'm picking him up from the airport taking him to his house i'm listening to a phone conversation about a four billion dollar sale in the back and i'm like Maybe I should have went to school for be a lawyer. Like, Man, $4 billion. Dollars Four billion. I mean, if the commission on that is five percent, like sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think I hit the lottery. Forget about it. You know what? Uh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, Never have to work again. You know. Yeah. Never have to work again. You know. Ever. No. Ever. And, and you know, to that point too. You know about investments. So uh, way back, when I had an accident way back too. Um, my lawyer that represented me in the case, I got concussion, staples in my head. Uh, you know, he, he is a midtown lawyer down in, uh, and he owns a mile of beachfront property in Honduras. So he not only takes his money and keeps on representing people in, in Atlanta on this case, a mile of beachfront property in Honduras. Dude, that's mean, nuts. Could you, you go to your house and he gives computers to the local schools. So he's like a hero when he goes down there to the locals. They're like, ah, oh, Mr. Steed. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> wow. Now I got a question because we're, 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 we are winding yep. down, bro. That's so. What's some advice you'd give somebody, whether it's going into this type of business here or as far as it's entrepreneurship in a whole, what kind of advice would you give them coming from somebody who's been doing it for years now? The biggest thing to say is, what, what few things I would say. A, get ready to work hard. Sacrifice. Make those sacrifices. You know, have a goal, but have your game plan to be adaptable. Because as you go along, you're going to learn things that you didn't know before. And, you know, once you're enlightened you know, if you're staying the same person, you're stubborn to the point of stupidity, I'd have to say. So have a game plan, have a goal, but have a, and have a game plan, but have that game plan be willing to be adaptable when you see better opportunities and better ways to get to your destination. Like Danny was talking about going to the beach earlier. You can fly, but you can drive too. It's how do you want to get there and how fast do you want to get there? So, you know, keep that, keep your mind open and look for new opportunities. And, you know, another thing I would say is to try 
to try as you do it. One of the things I've struggled with because I do spend too much money, have an OSH, what I call an OSH fund, you know, a crap fund. You know, if you can put some money back, not only does that, as you start, it's the hardest part is getting started. Most businesses fail in the first three to six months. If you can have a backup a stash to keep you floating through the harder times where you get your name out there and get your brand out there, that's what you need to have. Um, and just also, too, you know, as you go along, maybe a new inter- opportunity presents itself and you have the money to invest in it. You can't do anything if you don't have, A, the money, or Danny will tell you this, credit is king. Take care of your credit score, people. You have to. The credit's everything. And that'll be another show we'll talk about credit because, guys, I can give you a bunch of tips on it, how to improve that score instantly. There's different things we can do. But, all right, guys, we're out of time. We just want to tell you, no matter what, no matter what you're going through, remember, you are stronger than failure. To Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome your past, create unstoppable motivation, confidence, and clarity so you can become the best version of yourself in your business, relationship, and life. Now here's your host, life coach, entrepreneur, and international best-selling author, Danny Cole.